Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sean. And we are back with another installment of 31 Days of Halloween, which means every day in October we discuss a movie that's in the horror, thriller, or mystery genre. And we're welcoming back Sean today. It's good to be back. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. You did this last year with us and our Christmas movies. Loved it. <laughs> Had yeah. a great time. And... Um, Today, we're going to talk about The Evil Dead, which was directed by Sam Raimi, and it is also Sam Raimi's birthday today, so Ashley's going to talk to us about The Evil Dead. Right, so this was Sam Raimi's directorial debut, and it came out in 1981, and starred Bruce Campbell as one of a member of um, a group of college kids who end up spending the night at an abandoned cabin in the woods and finding a... Book of the Dead in the cellar, I believe, along with some other artifacts, including some um, recordings that, when played, um, um, there, there are some incantations that awaken the dead, and um, horror ensues. So what do we think about this movie? Well, let me start by giving you guys a little <laughs> bit of boring background uh, on my <laughs> horror movie watching career. <laughs> so... When I was in 7th or 8th grade, probably between 7th and 8th grade, um, you know, as a kid interested in horror films, I used to buy Fangoria magazine. I don't know mm. if you guys are familiar with it. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. mm-hmm. In the small town of Wapella, the uh, grocery <laughs> store offered Fangoria magazine. So, you know, like many kids my age, I kind of became obsessed with horror films. And by reading the magazine, you kind of, you got to know the legendary titles of the day. Um, and here's where I'll interject a little bit uh, of moaning and groaning about uh, how it was back in my day. But as you guys, you guys are younger than I am, but you probably encountered the same kind of challenges. It wasn't like I could immediately turn on the TV and, uh, you know, get an on-demand viewing of Last House on the Left. I had to actually, I had to work for it. So a group of my friends and I, we kind of made it our pack to track down, you know, the legendary titles of uh, the, what we read in Fangoria, with Texas Chainsaw, you know, Last House on the Left, Hills Have Eyes, Dawn of the Dead, those types of films. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like some of, some of the times when, you know, you're going back and you're watching a film that's considered legendary um, 15, 20 years before you're actually watching it, <laughs> some of the titles that you kind of lost a little bit of their impact. You know, when I watched The Last House on the Left, it's like, yeah, you know, I understand why it's a classic. It probably had an impact in 1982, but some of these titles... We weren't as impressed by it, but things really changed when we rented Evil Dead. Um, I think the Evil Dead blew our doors off, even you know, even even though it was. We, we, I probably saw it in 1987, so by that time it was six years old. You know, the movie hit age six years, but I think it was. Uh, my first impressions of it are fantastic, classic horror <laughs> film. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> Unfortunately, my first impressions were not of that. So, just full disclosure, um, the first time I've ever watched this movie, you know, almost 40 years after it came out, um, was for this podcast. So, I know, I know. I feel like a bad horror fan. But um, I was watching it, and all that I could say was, this is the movie that launched the careers of Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. I was saying it incredulously. Um <clears throat> Now, I was also kind of being a little jokingly hard on it. I mean, it's very cheap. I mean, it, and I was being very forgiving of it. I mean, look, man, I I grew up on classic Doctor Who, so I can forgive a lot of things. (laughs) But, you know, 
Bruce Campbell and his college friends, you know, they're they're at this cabin and and his friends start getting possessed, right? And so their faces change and like to become very demonic. And you can clearly see the actor's skin underneath the masks that are like barely fitting on their faces and and all that kind of (laughs) stuff. Um, But, you know, the movie also doesn't take itself 100% seriously, which in my opinion, on one hand helps, but on the other hand, I felt like undermined it a little bit. I would have preferred the movie be a little bit more full bore comedy Mm -hmm. or be more like full on horror. I feel like it tried to thread this needle, and it, I, I'm not sure whether it helped or hindered it. Um, that's my initial impression, yeah. Okay. So I agree that um, it, feels, it feels like a first film, and, and indeed it is a first film. Um, and it feels low budget, which it was. Um, I was. But I'll say I was genuinely scared, and uh, it, it manages to build suspense and mm-hmm. maintain suspense, and... Um, you know, I was I was very apprehensive. This was the first time I'd seen this movie too, and I was very apprehensive because I always heard about how gory it is. And if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm the gore police. So <laughs> I don't I don't really appreciate it. And uh, this movie though, the, the the it is very gory. It's very bloody. Yeah. But to me, it was so cartoonish almost. Yeah. That it did yeah, not but... it did not bother me at all. In fact, it made me laugh more than it made me you know recoil. Yeah. So. Ultimately, that didn't bother me. And I, I think, I don't know how much of, you know, the humor that I found in it was intentional. Mm-hmm. I think some of it is definitely intentional. I think yeah. there's definitely this dark humor that was intended. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll, overall, I enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. I, you know, I thought some of the performances were kind of amateurish. Sure. Um, and the dialogue wasn't great. But, you know... For a horror film, I think it it worked. Yeah. Well, allow me to retort. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think I do think it's funny, and it was something I was thinking of on the way over here. Um, how heavily our reviews rely on when you when you saw a movie. Yeah. So, you, and you started out with both of you guys said you know you this was your first viewing of it, and mm-hmm. mine, like I said, was eighty six or eighty seven. And I think it's funny because I had almost the complete opposite reaction as you guys did so when i'm watching it i'm i don't know i was probably 11 or 12 whenever i was watching it at the time but i just thought so like to use a rock and roll analogy and the <laughs> rock and roll analogies are very boring i know but like i always feel like horror films are like the punk rock of like cinema i feel like they're kind of edgy a little fast independent etc but even within the horror films there's layers right so like the shining came out in 1980 right the year before mm-hmm. So The Shining, if it was a punk rock band, is like The Clash. Sure, they're punk rock, but everybody knows The Clash. You know The Clash. Like, mm-hmm. should I stare? Should I go? <laughs> so Kubrick had a budget. Kubrick had a big budget. He was a well-established filmmaker. He could do whatever he wanted. Raimi is like a lower level of punk, like <laughs> a hardcore band that sells like 500 copies of a record. Like, this is true, like, independent <laughs> filmmaking. Um, he's a guy from Michigan. I feel like he delivered, like, I, I feel like The Evil Dead starts pretty much right out of the gate and doesn't stop. I feel like the performances are hammy, yeah, but they're they're amateurs, and so, you know, I'll forgive it. I'll, I will forgive that, but I just feel like Raimi's... Don't you feel like Raimi's editing and cinematography for the time was pretty inventive? Like, he uses the spinning camera techniques. Mm-hmm. He uses really quick cuts. 
Um, I feel like all of that was really fantastic. I feel like the makeup at the time, you know, look at Dawn of the Dead's makeup was like, if you're a zombie, you're blue or you're gray. <laughs> you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, practical special effects back in the day weren't perfect, but by God, I prefer them a million to one of what I saw in the Evil Dead over CGI. I just mm-hmm. think that, like, oh, yeah. I just think it's like a warmer effect. Um, and I think you guys brought up the comedy, and I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was intentional. Have you seen any more of the series? Because they become more no. and more like Three Stooges-esque as we progress. I've heard that, but this is the only Evil Dead that I've seen. So I think that the, the, a touch of the humor was intentional. And it was definitely black humor, uh, uh, like you said, Ashley. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Evil Dead with Evil Dead 2, it, it's basically, I won't say a comedy, but, I mean, it's really slapsticky. And I think that the comedy in Evil Dead 1 was intentional, but I really think he meant it as more of a horror film. And, you know, for me, it just, it still continues to deliver to this day. I love the effects. I love, like, the pencil to the heel twist. I love, (laughs) I just, I really, I love this movie. It's probably in my top ten horror films of all time, to be honest with you. So, (laughs) I, I just, I had a, you know, a visceral, very visceral reaction as a kid. And I continue to kind of watch it every couple of years. You know, I own a couple of copies of it. I just think Sam Raimi's a kid from the Midwest that impressed me with this kind of very punk rock debut film. Um, I couldn't give it higher marks. I mean, I, I really, I really cherish this movie. No, well, uh, it, you might be talking me up on it, but I will tell you there's three things that I wanted to point out that I did like um, before they leave my mind here. But uh, so one of them uh, is the cinematography. Yeah, I think for for the budget that they had and for what it was, I thought it was good. Uh, the second was, um, <laughs> there's a lot of, so every time they kind of want to represent the, I guess, the evil in the woods that's mm-hmm. kind of traveling around the cabin yeah. area and all that, it's basically a camera. Yeah. It's a, the camera's zooming around mm-hmm. and you see it from the vantage point of the camera. And it's weird because that, to me, can get, could get old, mm-hmm. but it didn't with this. Yeah. There's actually one point where I did remind myself, like, oh, this is actually just somebody with a camera yeah. doing that. But it it was really effective for me. Now, that coupled with the sound effects that they used yes. for that. Um, so I thought that was really effective. And then third, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie and pretend like that these are fully fresh slap characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Bruce Campbell's character, Ash, I mean... He's the one we see the most of, but even he is not a fully drawn yeah. person. But that being said, like I still cared about what was happening to him. Yeah, and I I felt bad for like you know when his girlfriend you know turned into a demon or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was trying to deal with that. And you know I like I said they weren't terribly well drawn out, but I still like was sad when things happened. Yeah, him, you know? yeah. I thought the movie did a really good job of creating and maintaining this um, unnerving atmosphere like around the cabin and around in the woods mm-hmm. and um, I just really liked the setting and how it was how it was yeah. um, shown um, I, I, you mentioned um, some of the, the sound effects I thought the sound design was actually really good really good yeah um, and then oh I love this I was going to mention the scene with the, wo- the woman in the in the forest, being attacked by the vines. Yeah. I thought that was really impressive and actually made me feel very uncomfortable. I think at the time that was a pretty big shocker from what I remember yeah. reading. That scene itself was pretty... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did I... I swore Barry Sonnenfeld 
you know, he wasn't even a Coen Brothers cinematographer. I thought he had something to do with this. I know that somehow Raimi and the Coens were, they'd worked on well, stuff. Well, I noticed I that Joel Cohen was an editor on Was this? he listed as an editor? Yeah, some... And I feel like you can feel, like, it's got that mm, that, that Midwest wink-wink type of... Well, I feel like... Some of the, cam- the last shot with the camera... Mm-hmm. Was very reminiscent of Blood Simple. Yeah, sorry to be so like. No, yeah, no, and I film nerdy, but <laughs> no, and I love Blood Simple too, and I, I agree. And I'll say, you know, Ashley Williams, Ash's character is uh, probably one of my top ten favorite film characters of all time. I mean, to me, I just this film lives on a different plateau than a lot of others, and I don't know, you know, it could be just rose-colored memories, but I really... It's one of my favorite film series, and I was psyched. I was psyched to get to this. I could talk about it for another half hour. <laughs> I'll wrap my thoughts up with it. I really, I really, really like this movie a lot, and I, I really like the entire series. Um, I didn't watch the the TV... You know, there was a TV series. Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, and I watched some of it. I, did, I should really go back and finish it, but I really... I enjoy Sam Raimi as a whole in this series immensely. There's a a local escape room in the town where we live. It's called CU Adventures in Time and Space. And uh, they have... Uh, one of their rooms is uh, basically based on Evil Dead. So awesome. And uh, really good set design, too. So yeah. um, I mean, it's yeah. an effective setting, right? The can't... The cabin's almost a character of its own. Like, I like how... I like the fog effects, the swirling, yeah. and I think he's... So, they used like reverse film on some of it, and it just—I feel like the cabinet itself is basically <laughs> a character. And Speaking of that, though, I did kind of chuckle. Like that cabin is huge. I mean, when they rolled up on it, it looks like this really tiny, small yeah. cabin. But then there's like all these bedrooms, and there's like a back room and the back door, and all. I don't know. I felt like, wow, this is a like a palace. <laughs> so, what'd you give this out of ten, Sean? Well, I, I think, I I think my guess. lead up, yeah, my lead up's gonna, I, yeah, I give it a ten. I'm, I, yeah. Ashley. I decided on a 7.2. And I am a 6.2. So so our score is a 7.8. And it is on the tomato meter. Critic score is a 95% certified fresh. That's really high for a horror movie. That is very high. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Thank you. Thank you.